Hi, welcome to the Av Church Podcast, where we talk about faith and real life issues. We hope this challenges you to think a little bit deeper and encourages you on your journey through life. We're happy you joined us today. Now let's get talking. Hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the Av Church Podcast. I'm here with uh, Jared Reyes. Say hi, Jared. What up, everybody? And we got Jake Tracy. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. And my name is Dylan Del Campo. And um, this week, we're just going to talk about Jake spoke this past Sunday uh, about fear and how fear causes unrest and how to find that rest amongst other things and how how fear causes anxiety and uncertainty. And we're just going to talk about that. We're going to dialogue it a little bit more because something that we thought was really prevalent during this time was fear. And we're all Christ following people. And we truly believe that um, following God and he he brings peace. He brings rest. He brings all of those things. And so we're just going to talk about that. Cool easy money mm-hmm. let's do it. and, and, and like it. so one thing that jake uh, started off with that i really liked was you said that god was moving uh more obvious these days and something you referenced was just bible purchases and i thought that was like a it's a clear indicator in my opinion dude you know what's crazy about that is not only yeah bible purchases in america but i think like iran is one of the most like bible purchasing or downloading spots right now really no way yeah hmm. is it look it the, up is it that alabaster and co <laughs> no it's just like uh i don't i think it might even just be like the bible apps like are being downloaded like iran is, is huge and i really think china is also big don't quote me on china but i know iran is like mm-hmm. they got a ton yeah i'm serious dude that's no, crazy I'm, I'm smiling because i like you're my and then like i think obviously america too yeah yeah and but so, just to hear Iran is crazy. No, that's really insane. That's obviously right. not a Christian-dominated culture at Isn't all. Isn't it like illegal too? Yeah, like you can't even. Yeah. That's insane. Well, yeah, because it's like their that their state religion. Yeah, they yeah. they can't like you can't do that. It's illegal. But they are. But God is. That's what's trying doing. to tell God no. Yeah, that's what's cool. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, besides that, I think what we want to like break into more <clears throat> is why do why do we think that people tend to turn to God? Uh, more in times of uh, calamity, I guess, or something uncertain, or or times like this. Why are the Bible purchases more? Uh, it could just be opinions, thoughts, whatever you guys think. I would say it's because we're living in a time of unknowns, mm-hmm. and people, as humans, I think we actually talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, we don't like the unknown. Like we don't know when we don't know what things are going on, it freaks us out. So we always try to solve things. So obviously through science and everything like that, we're always trying to figure out what is this, what is that. Right now it's a time of unknowns. We don't have, um, you know, an answer to what's going on. There's no cure to, you know, everything, um, the COVID and everything like that. So I think the unknown, the whole presence of the unknown, people are like, where can I find answers? So usually they get their answers from Instagram and Twitter or, or you know, <laughs> TikTok, stuff. bro. TikTok. Yeah. You know, millennial things, um, or Gen Z, whatever, how old you are. Mm-hmm. But get, instead of getting answers from that, they're like, well, maybe just maybe there's an answer inside of this thing that, you know, my grandparents or my mom and dad or my crazy cousin, he, he likes to do my crazy cousin, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they have the answers. So they're starting to figure out, well, let's crack it open. Let's find out like what is this all about? And I think it's our our generation, we're very intrigued by things. We're we're captivated very easily. Like the smallest things are like, huh? So I think the Bible really piques our interest. <laughs> when you said that, the first thing I thought of was like grown adults doing dances on TikTok. It's like these little dances just like are so amusing to everybody. Renegade, it's unbelievable. Renegade. But to your point, I think uh 
I also think I should say it also might be like the impulsiveness where it's like I have no idea what else to do like <laughs> at all like I'm just gonna do this <laughs> nothing you know? else to turn to I have not, mm-hmm. nothing Let's else to turn to so. Uh, so I'm gonna talk to this person who you know is a Christian or you know reads the Bible I'm, I'm gonna ask them about it right but I think even then it's like going back to what we were talking about in the beginning is a way that God is drawing people to himself you know but I do think a lot of it is just like, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to do this. Do you guys think that God is like uh, in people's life, kind of like a, the safety net? You know, people going through life, because myself included, there's times when life's good and I'm like supposedly this great Christ follower and I'm just like good to go. And then like something happens in life and then I'm really like. I realize, you know, I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been praying. I haven't been doing any of that. <laughs> it's your fault yeah. this happened. <laughs> like times of tough times happen like in my personal life not like the whole pandemic or anything but just in personal life and then i find myself i'm drawing near to god I'm like oh god i need you so much and it can be hypocritical but i know it's just like a, on a human level that's how we are and it just kind of goes back to what you're saying it's just like we're impulsive with it and it's here today gone tomorrow like today i feel terrible i i need god in my life and then the next day maybe i wake up feeling better and it's like oh like it's not that I'm saying I don't need God, but maybe I just forget that he's the one who brought me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Something said, uh, I heard someone say this too, just in the in the realm of unknown and whatever. Someone's like, there's three things that can never be taken away from you. And that was, and he goes, it's prayer, it's love, and it's forgiveness. It's like, no matter what, if you're in jail, if you are in the middle of a pandemic, whatever it is, you always have the power of those three things. And I think that there's a stability in that and that a lot of people might be just looking for that stability. Not mm-hmm. those three things in general, but like something that's stable, you know what I mean? Because like you said, dude, our lives go all over the place. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, how do I say this? This might sound dumb, but I'm going to try this one. <laughs> you know American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> go on. I'm listening. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. You know the the rope where they have to like get across, but they can't touch the water. Yeah, yeah, like the. I feel like God's like that rope, you know, where it's like He's always there if you just gotta grab onto it. You know what I mean? Even though it's a little hard sometimes. It's like the water gets, you know, you you, yeah, you just need it, and it's always gonna be there to grab grab onto. onto. Most people just don't want to grab onto it. That was. It makes sense to me. Still makes sense actually. I stand behind it. It was a reach, but I liked it. I liked (laughs) it. No, that kind of like in just following God. I think a lot of people have an opinion where they they think like. Why does God require this, this? Like, I want to follow God. I want to be here with him. Mm-hmm. But like, I still want to do what I want. You know, I don't want to grab onto the rope. I just want him to like lift me over while I'm doing whatever I want. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an old quote. I'm not sure exactly who said it. Um, I remember I remember I included it in like some Bible project I had when I was growing up. But it was um, God, people treat God like an aspirin. They only take him when they need him. So no, I, I think, think that's, that's still very true today where people are like, oh my gosh, life's going crazy. You know, my relationship's a mess and I'm failing school and I have no money. God, where are you? And then the second he's like, all right, well, let me give you some comfort. Let me, let me help you out with this. Let me help you out with that. Or just let me give you a friend or someone who could listen and talk to you, help you through these times. They're like, cool, cool, cool. I got what I need later. And then they, they dip out to never return again until he's needed once again. Mm-hmm. So, so he's, he's here today, gone tomorrow, and that's how we treat him mm-hmm. at times. For certain people, personally, I'm like the opposite. 
I, I don't, when things are going bad, I don't like draw near to God. I, and this is very immature of me. I'm not saying I do this as much anymore. However, I'm human. Um, like what I've learned through the past couple of years is my habit is when things are going good, I'm like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. I'm with Jesus, read my Bible, all my devos every day on my Bible app are on point. The second things go wrong, I'm like, delete the Bible app. I'm not going to church anymore. <laughs> so you're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, Such I, a baby. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little crybaby. Like, I'm not saying I do this anymore, but in the past, that's how I've gone. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my old ways because guess what? If God's not going to work and he's not going to help me out, that's fine. He could not help me out when I'm going to go party or do whatever the things that I did when I was deep in the life of sin. So, you mm-hmm. know? That was just me. I'm not saying it's smart or even logical, <laughs> but I'm like, you know That's what? That's interesting. Though. It was my way of saying, you know what, God, you're not going to help me. That's fine, honey. Do your thing. I'm going to go live without you. God's you know? going to smite you. I can't Dude, wait. I don't want to be sitting next to you right now. And you know what? I've turned from my simple ways. Thank the Lord. Praise God. Well, <laughs> kind well, of. Hold on. What was your actual question right now? <laughs> Why do people draw closer to God like in, in no, rough times? You had one before that that I wanted to talk about. Oh, when you're talking about how like, well, people just want to do their own thing, but, oh, but like, still, I like the idea of God, yeah. but I want to mm-hmm. do my own thing. The best way to ever think about this, and mm-hmm. I mean this, I'm not saying this is my opinion, this is the best way to do this. We'll see. Okay. Is thinking about, obviously, the Bible as an instruction manual, okay? So you read an instruction manual, you're putting together, for example, I'm about to put together a crib pretty soon, right? Ooh. If I'm putting this crib together, nice. like, the, the manual's going to say, put the screw here. What we do is say, I want the screw to go here. <laughs> and God's like, well, no, it's not going to come out. Like, in order to build the crib, the screw's got to go here. Yeah. Right? And I think we do the same thing where it's like, no, 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 God, I want this. And God's like, okay, well, you can try to drill a hole right there and put it there, but it's not going to look good. It's not going to be good. Right? You're just going to create more work for yourself. But people think of the Bible, they think of God as like this rule book that's god's just waiting for you to mess up and so he can lay a hammer down he's like no i just want you to build the crib right like this is going to be how you do it you know because but like yeah that makes that's logical right? is that the best way to think about it you know it is however i knew it like, would be let's let's think about it this way there's how many times have you met people or even in your own life go instruction manual like i'm not one of those people i'm one of those ones where i'm like i always read the manual before or remember back in the day when like on old PlayStation games that they'd have all the things you're like, oh, I want to learn how to play the game. X is to jump, this B is to do this. I'm sure, I feel like you're the opposite. So me, I read it and I'm like, I need to know the combos before I go in the game. <laughs> I would Dylan, just read all the cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> you are like, there's appear. like people, like my cousin who's like, no, I'm gonna figure it out on the fly. I'll figure it out, I'll start mashing buttons and then I'll figure it out and I'll learn myself. Uh-huh. There are plenty of people like that. But, but the thing that's different about Christianity is there's the instruction manual, but then there are other instruction manuals. If you think about it, go on. Yeah. So, okay. We, if you're a Christian, you adhere to the belief that the Bible is the book, the instruction manual. Yeah. Other religions, faiths, beliefs, I see what moral you're codes go by other things. They go, okay, I, well, I I'd like, your manual's kind of cool, but I like, you know, whatever. Yeah, the I Pearl get you. Great I get Price you. or something you. like that. Or they go, I don't need to know how to build the crib because a book told me to do it. My cousin Joey, he knows this, 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 and that. He could tell me how to do it. He's been there, done that. We rely on the wisdom of others rather than the only true wisdom. I see. To yeah. think about it. And maybe that just like ties back into everything. 
Um, just why do we turn to God in, in tough times? Because right now there's so much uncertainty, like things are changing all the time. Right. And so you hear different things all the time. So might as well like, hey, if there was a God who created everything, maybe I should see what this guy's about. Let me, uh, let me see what's going on up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because things are changing what like every day, do? you know? We're all living in uncertain times, but right. Anyways, we'll we'll move forward, and this is something that I was excited to talk to, and we talked about it a little bit. But in your message, you talked about um, people. <laughs> uh, the only people who could draw near to God, uh, God draws near to first, right? Yeah. Do you have the verse? Do you have the John verse right there? Um, it's John six forty four. I just don't have it on. I don't have it pulled up. I'll pull it up right I got now. It on standby. Oh, well, thanks, Bible. You know how bad I wanted to say it right now? (laughs) I got it right here. Read the verse. Uh, It says, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I will raise them up. And that's John 6, 44. Yeah. Sure does say that, man. (laughs) Okay, so what's the question? The question is, does God uh, draw... Near to everybody. Like, are are there people people he excludes? Yeah, because... I think in listening to that, um, that may sound a little harsh, right? Or that may sound a little like, wait, what? God doesn't draw near to me, you know? So I want to break that no. down maybe a little bit more. God draws near to you. Yes. He does. Yes. It's just a matter of are you... Uh, Drawing near to him. Well, yeah. Are you uh, sensitive or open enough to like understand that and receive that? I think people will say that, but or like they'll say it in the beginning, like, God's not moving. It's like, no, he's moving. There's, there's crazy ways that he's moving in all of this. You just aren't able to see it right now. Um, and in the same way, God is drawing near to you. Not, you know, maybe not right in this moment. Or maybe he is right in this moment. But throughout your life, there will be multiple times where God will draw near to you. And you'll get those thoughts of like, man, maybe I should, you know, talk to this person who I know is a believer. Maybe I should go check out that church or go with my friend or whatever it is. And then it's like up to you to be like, okay, well, am I going to do that or not? And, you know... Or if you even think about it, because one thing I thought about when I, I saw that question was like, what about like tribes like in Africa that are like so remote and like you can you can barely even go to them, right? Well, then I remember like, and this sounds very far-fetched, I understand this, but I just think like God could of like, I think about like the Mount of Transfiguration when God just opened the sky, right? And Elijah and Moses are right there. Like God can reveal himself to everybody and he will reveal himself to everybody. That's what you just read. Um, and then Matthew, oh, did you already read that verse? Matthew 24, where he says, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world, right? It's not like a, that's very passive, but it will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So Jesus is saying that, and he's saying that, yeah, everyone's going to hear about it. What you do with that is on you. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. And I'd hate to be, you know, well, I don't want to go into that, but yeah. Mm. I, I and, and it goes into our callings too. So everyone's going to hear, right? He's going to send us. Who, yeah. Who, he's going to send us. So that's part of our mission too. Like the great commission, he's going to send us. And then that's even, I mean, I guess you can tie it to that way too. So God's going to put that call on your heart. He's going to be like, Hey, you know, Jake, I need you to go talk to these people, whether it's, you know, your homie you grab coffee with every now and then, or maybe it is this great sort of mission where you go to the tribes unknown to most men with a language that hasn't been discovered yet. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think it it goes back to everything. Like whether if you're, even if you're a believer, it's like God's drawing near to you 
all the time to tell you to go do something or to be a part of something. I mean, that's how this church started, right? God said, Hey, we, you know, and showed Dylan, like, yeah, there's a, there's a people that, you know, need something and they might need it a little bit differently. And so here's what I need you to do. He could have said that to anybody. He said it to Dylan. Dylan said, okay. And here we are. And I think that's the difference is he might've said it to a bunch of people and no one else did anything with it. You know what I mean? Again, that's hypothetical, but it makes sense. So it's like, um, God's kind of always knocking on the door, right? Just up to us if we're going to open it or not, or pretend like, ah, nobody's there. Yeah. Whether we shut the blinds on I think or not. God opens the door. It's just a matter of if you're going to step into it or not. I think I think a lot of times what honestly happens is we knock on the door, God opens it, and then we walk away. You know what I mean? Where it's like, God, I need this. I need Show me something. Use me. I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. And then God's like, okay, here's a way. And you're like, nah. No, that makes sense because just right. God's character in general, like in sending Jesus to earth, God, man, in the flesh, didn't have to leave the throne at all, you know? but he came down, it's like he overextended probably what you needed to do to meet halfway, right? He basically met us like 99.9% yeah. .9 of the way. He could have done everything where he was. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he, he went further than that, and that kind of just reveals God's character. And I like when you said that. I think he opens the door because that's true, and it just popped in my head like, no, that sounds so right because, like I said, Jesus came here didn't have to. He basically did all the legwork. We just like we just got upset that we can't freaking watch porn anymore. It's like, <laughs> well, and the thing is, How I think is missing this. I think some people like even take that for example. Like that's kind of far fetched for some people. That's a hard concept. I think like I think we we had a discussion yesterday with a, a group of friends breaking quarantine rules, and we had Yikes. said that's it's hard for people to grasp. Like the Bible's cool. All right, you know don't have premarital sex, don't do drugs, don't do this, 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 and that. Then they're like, but what about this part where this guy got killed and hung, you know, he was hanging on a cross. And three days later, he's like, hey, what's up? What's cracking? Like, hey, you know, how you doing, Mary Magdalene? What's going on? I feel like we could have a whole podcast just about that. But the beauty of what Jesus is, what he did there was they say, Jesus died so we could be free, right? Mm -hmm. And freedom is not so that way I can do whatever I want. Freedom is, oh, I no longer have to do these things anymore. Where I thought I had to, you know, but if it's porn or I thought I had to watch porn, I thought I had to sleep with all these men or women. And, oh, the freedom is that I no longer have to do these things. That's the freedom. And that's, I don't think we see it yet because we're so um, wrapped up in the things that we think we want. And we overlook what Jesus actually did and why he actually did it, you know? Yeah, which is wild to me and just in general, and we're talking about wants now. Like those change all the time. You know, just think about what you wanted when you're 18, when you're 10, when you're 15, when you're 24, when you're 22. Like it changes all the time. And yet we put so many eggs into that basket and go for it, you know? Yeah. Dude, I wish I would have kept all my Christmas lists. <laughs> just to see how they evolved over time. I wish I like if you just think about like dating history. I'm sure you're probably just like, oh mm -hmm. man, I remember I wanted that so bad, and that's I'm glad that I'm not there. Not because like the other people are bad or anything. No, I, I understand. It's crazy because what you want, what you wanted back then, is completely different. What you want now, because it's exactly. like you're like, oh, maybe when you were. Mm. You know, 18, you're like, dude, I want this smoking hot girl. You don't want to date the cheerleader. I want to date this. <laughs> and then now you're like, I kind of want a girl that like has a job and loves Jesus and wants kids one day, you know, and she doesn't want to go 
party her face off every weekend. Is that is that much to ask for? And it's completely different because maybe at that one point in time you were that guy that could fit that mold. But now you're like, I don't want that. Jesus changed me. And I've also grown up a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. And like the Bible and who Jesus is kind of just gives you a foundation. It's never changing, right? That's that's kind of nice. And even if we're just talking about fear, right? And God drawing near them. So we've already discussed and agree that like God draws near to everybody, right? So (laughs) in this time of fear, when things are so chaotic and what we want, I feel like our wants are very different right now because a lot of people don't know how to respond to just what's happening, right? And I think just Jesus in general kind of provides a foundation always. And I talked about a little bit earlier, but it might be true. It's like he's the safety net who loves you, though, who's so much more than that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like he's so much more than just a safety net, but he gives you the foundation so that in times of fear, in times of like, I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do, you can look back at the Bible and see what the Bible says versus what I just want right now or how I'm fearful right now. Well, yeah. And the genius of it is that it's, it's in every like scenario, dude. It's, oh, in marriage, things are going wrong or things are hard or difficult. I don't know what to think about this or that. It's like, okay, well, let's let it tell me what to think about it instead of me trying to figure out what to think about it, being wrong four times and then finally getting it right. It's like, oh, here's how I should view this. You know, it's like so much easier and like, yeah, it is easier. I, I was going to say it's not easy, but it's much easier than trying to figure everything out on your own, man. Yeah, That's especially during this, during this time. Having a community, having God to just lean back into, it's like the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. It's literally nothing like it. Um, But we'll continue and just kind of like talking about fear and whatnot is, uh, in my head, I think it's kind of just like the human condition. Like it's just kind of who we are a little bit, you know? We don't like the unknown. We don't like, like a great example that popped in my head uh, is whenever we go through a room in the house or anywhere, What's the first thing we do when we enter that room? If it's nighttime. Light. You turn on the light. Light. 100%. You know what I mean? And I think our lives are like that just in general. We want to turn on the light and see exactly where we're going and see what I need to get right here. But it's a lot of times we feel like we're in the dark, you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't know exactly where we're going. You could kind of see like little shapes and stuff and whatnot. But that kind of like makes us. A people group because we we love control obviously but that makes it so hard to to move forward and that makes it so hard to not be fearful and so in my head i just think like man it is kind of like a human condition so what do we do to kind of get out of that uh john three nineteen says this says this is the verdict uh light has come into the world but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil but no one wants to hear that <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that, hey, you probably should uh, stop doing evil deeds, right? And I think the problem is, and this is, I also do come from like more of a uh, like black and white. I see things kind of that way. I don't see a lot of gray, even though I know there is, but I don't see that way. Um, we don't like to see that, that like, oh, if you turn away, right? If you turn away from the things that you're doing, like people love the the darkness because of their evil deeds. Okay, so what if they weren't evil deeds? What if they lived a life that was like pleasing? Maybe they would be like able to walk in the light, like mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. right? No, they would. It adds up. So, do you think, as just a people group, it's almost like we're kind of attracted? We're all attracted to dark. Like there's a little hint of us in everybody that wants to see someone else fail. Yes, in Absolutely. that regard, yes. But I'm talking more about, I guess, of living in fear. 
Like, do you think oh. there's a part of us that kind of likes that? Because if like we're fearful, we're hoping that people will come rescue us or just like give us more attention or, or anything Think like about that. about a baby, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. No, well, I want I want to hear your thought. Expand on that. Well, and then I'll just go think after. of like a child, right? Who, when they want something, they throw a fit, and they then they get what they want. And if a parent continues to give them what they want after they throw a fit and their attention and attention, it's like. Okay, so now I know every time that I throw a fit or I get all crazy, I'm going to get what I want. I don't know. Because I know me, I'm naturally like, uh, I like being the moody, like I'm in my feels. Sad boy? Yeah, I'm in, the, I'm mm, in my feels on. type of thing. I remember <laughs> so when, the, no, when, the, when the quarantine first started, it was <laughs> the first two yes. weeks. It was, if you guys remember, and if you're in Southern California, during that time, it was just, raining and it was gloomy and it just it seemed like oh man like this might be the end dude like i felt horrible so did i (laughs) to be quite honest with you and i'm one of those people where i'm gonna say this to anyone out there i'm gonna look at the camera too anybody that says they 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 grew up in southern california they grew up here and they enjoy the rain i think there's something wrong with you i don't feel I don't like the rain, and I, I I'm kind of that moody sad boy too. Where when it rains, um, the sky's sad, so I'm sad. Like I feel like I want to like listen to sad music. I want to watch. I'm straight up, dude. Like I want to listen. I'm so sad. I want to listen to like some sad music. I want to play Turnover. I want to like watch 500 Days of Summer and eat soup and cry about you know everything that's ever gone wrong in my life. But it's because like. I, I just feel bad. I don't feel great when it's all dark and gloomy. Like it's, but, okay. it's making me happy. So let me say this then. And mm-hmm. it kind of goes to what I was talking about. You can so easily go there. Absolutely. So do you think there's a part of you? Because I've identified it with myself. So do you think there's a part of you that kind of wants to be nudged in that direction? Because you're so comfortable there. I, I want to say, I don't know if it's because I'm human. Because well, obviously, I'm yeah, not, I'm that's human, probably a, a not like a, a broad <laughs> reason. I would say I'm not of this world, brother. Oh, for sure, <laughs> I would say the broad True. reason would be I identify being sad with a c- certain periods of time in my life. So I would, you know, not to sound like there's something wrong with me, even though there's something wrong with all of us. Um, past trauma, where I'm like, oh, I remember feeling really sad at this point in time, and it kind of got comfortable, maybe an extended period of time. So not saying this is resonates with everybody or maybe you've gone through a spell of depression or being really sad and moody for a while. Um, I resonate a lot of, you know, I reminisce about that and it's not cool. Like, Oh man, I remember when I was so sad. Like that's not cool at all. I don't think it's fun and I don't enjoy it, but there are times where I kind of go there and I take my spot. I, I take myself there and I'm like, I live in that spot for a minute, but then I got to go, okay, I'm not in that place anymore. I'm not in, um, that headspace. I don't work at that job. I don't, you know. So do, do you that think kind of that things. you have like a little bit of an inclination to where you can very easily get there? Me personally, as a as a person, me like as an individual. Yes, that's what I'm saying. As an individual, yeah, I think I can go there just because I think everybody's a little bit different. There are certain people who are hotheads, and we all know them. They're when something makes them upset, they go. Oh, and they freak out, and then like it's like it's anger. like that. What's that that movie? You know, with all the little emotions, and it's the little dude that lights on fire. Oh, I know what you're talking that about. It's like a Pixar movie. Yeah, it's the uh, like they're all living in the dude's brain. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah. That movie's hilarious. I it's love a great that Inside movie. Out. Inside, Inside Out. out yes, yeah, yeah. it's a good movie, and it's really good. Like it, it, it the hot head, the dude yeah. with the lava just blows yeah. Everybody up. knows that dude with the lava. Everyone's like, oh, you know what? Stinking. That's that's so and so. It 
throw names out there. This is my boy, baby Jake. You know, he just on fire. Um, I'm not that person. I'm like the little blue girl. Like when something bad happens, I'm like, I'm just the little blue girl. Everything's going wrong. Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm so quick to go to self-loathing and just to be sad. That's Uh me though. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm a crybaby. So do you think it, there's like that way with just being fearful, maybe being in that state? Uh, well, I think for me, it's like I I want to avoid that state as much as possible. So I hide from it. This is something, and we wanted to talk about this too, is because all of this, I would say we agree that is highly spiritual. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. And Amen. If, uh, if you're it's listening, good. that just... Like, we believe that the fight we're in and just everything is just spiritual. It's not of flesh and blood. Um, there's a real God. There's a real devil. And they're at war. It's a one-sided war. God's going to win mm. at the end of the day. Uh, but it's happening. And so just with that, do you think maybe uh, the devil is just, like, planning things maybe in our heads that it's like, you are fearful. That's who you are. Yeah, you're terrified. Be afraid. You should be afraid. I think 100%. Dude. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. Look at, uh, let's just take this current scenario, right? How many people are deathly afraid? There's some people that are terrified of not having a vaccine. There's some people that are terrified of having a vaccine. It's the most like psychologically mixed up time that we've all ever been in. And I think, of course, so we see God moving on one hand where people are coming to him. We see the enemy moving on another hand where everyone is terrified of an outcome like I'm terrified of the outcome you want and you're terrified of the outcome I want we will never meet there you know what I mean to think that that's not like more than some guy's decision that's that is a well calculated tactic honestly and and it's where we get our truth it's like so so many people are going to be that way because their truth comes from whatever media outlet of your choosing I'm not going to pick any sides but if you like to watch you know Fox News, CNN, whatever you get your news from, that's your truth. You're like, okay, whatever this news anchor says, whatever information they get, that is my truth. Or maybe, you know, you're, you like to get it from Instagram or Reddit or whatever. It doesn't matter. If that's your foundation of truth, be afraid because your foundation of truth is so shaky and so built on, it's made of sand. Like us as humans, everything that we think that we're creating is, is so stupid. But that's exactly like what you're saying is exactly what we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. like how the enemy would know that if I can just freak them out, mm-hmm. not only can I just freak them out, but I can keep them shut in their homes and be terrified of coming out of them over this, this, and this. And I know this will be playing in their homes, so I'm going to make sure they stay there. I know this will be on their, you know, if these people are getting these YouTube videos, like, so they're going to stay there. Like, it's so calculated that it couldn't come from man, in my opinion. Right. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think that, as Dylan said, like, the... We know how the story ends. We know how this is all going to go. I'm not saying this is the end of the world, but I am saying Jesus could come back at any moment. We know that, mm-hmm. every single one of us. If you don't know that, you need to know that, and you need to get right with God. But Preach. But that's what's true, and we know that there's a victory on God's end and on our end as the church and as the people who believe. So that's a part of the reason why we can kind of sit back and be like, okay, we can kind of evaluate. And I can see, oh, here's how the enemy's kind of working over here. Here's how he's trying to work in my life. And I can see, oh, here's how, here is how God's working over here. And that's the two forces that are, that's who's at war right now. That's who's really at war right now. And I think, so I, I feel like one good thing to talk about too is, because I'm somebody who just usually winds up 
to be more in the middle of everything. Like I don't ever take a side, which is like a good and a bad thing, right? Because I'm more like, oh, don't I want to like love people and like make sure they feel included and like be Jake's cool like, on that. Jerry nope. gonna sit on the opposite end of the table. Right now. We're just like, oh. yeah. that, no, that's how I am. So yeah, one like real discussion and topic to like think about is during this time, it's and just in multiple different things like. How how do you go about saying, you know what, whatever happens to me, like God's got my back, I'm completely fine. And how much of that is like true versus how much of it is like, well, you're just being dumb. Like you're literally just being dumb at this point. I need you to rephrase that. I don't quite understand the question. So in a so <laughs> in a time like this, um, there's a lot of people who stand on God and like they think they are Superman. Oh, they think they're oh, just oh. like untouchable. Oh, they are the man of God, steel. Yeah, God's got my back. I can mm-hmm. do all things through Christ who strengthens me, even though that's not even the context Hashtag of that. God's like, go lift up your car. Yeah, you know exactly. It's like I'll do it all. <laughs> Jerry can do so it. So how much? <laughs> so how much of that? Um, I see. In this time specifically, um, is it just people like wanting to be superman or swearing that they're superman and how much Mm -hmm. of it is like no there's some truth to that you know and that's why i started it off by saying i usually land more in the middle because i find that that truth in in multiple different things kind of lands somewhere in the middle you know yeah i think it does Mm -hmm. Um, i agree i don't know man i think you always 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 want to like practice wisdom and there's things that are like just very obvious things that you're like okay I probably shouldn't go, you know, sneeze in someone's eye right now. <laughs> like, that's probably not a good thing to do. And then and, say, like, God's got you, dude. Yeah, God's got you. God's and just got like, back, brother. yeah, I'm not, <laughs> you know, there's there's lines of wisdom for sure. Um, but I don't think that that has to do with fear. I think that wisdom and being responsible as just a human being is different than being like, um, oh, well, I wasn't going to say, like, that doesn't mean that I'm, afraid to go outside or to be in a room with you guys right now right so like there's that line of like i'm not gonna like give you a big kiss right now mm. but i'm also fine you know what i mean yeah where Being some in the same people room talking to somebody yeah where some people mm. aren't in that boat they they can't mm. find that middle ground mm. like they would think that we're absolute like maniacs for being in this room right now yeah and it's kind of it is kind of sad but at the same time too i think it's especially the situation like we've already covered it. It's the unknown. No one knows how to feel about this. Is there a definite answer as far as what's going on? Not really. Like you could read whatever you want, but we don't really know what's going on. We know that there's a thing outside and it makes you sick. So a lot of people are going to be like, we need to stay inside. We need this, this Mm -hmm. and that. But I think with all good things, I'm going to fall with you on this one. Moderation. There's a middle ground. Yeah. Don't sneeze in my eye, please. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, and I don't even want to see that. So dumb. <laughs> but and I I'll also think so it's one other thing. Down. Like some people, um, I'm not trying to get too far off topic, but some people are like, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask because I need to show everyone that I, I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay if that's what you want to do. Speak your truth and live it, brother. Uh-huh. However, I think another thing is where I fall on it. I just want to be courteous. I'm just going to do that because some, if, if I can, if I go to the grocery store and I wear that and it makes some people feel a little bit better, maybe the grandma who is deathly afraid to go outside, mm-hmm. then I'll let her have a little bit more peace in her life. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people, we're selfish and we're doing whatever we do for ourselves. If mm-hmm. Just do something, be courteous, mm-hmm. live your life, but 
have some respect for other people. Do it. it just do it. Be kind. Yeah. No, and I get something small. I agree with that because it's like, why would you want to invoke like more fear into somebody, even if you, maybe you don't see eye to eye? Exactly. You know. But then obviously it's like that. It's not that way with like every. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> I just know JT's mind right now is like, dude. Oh my gosh, Jerry. <laughs> it's okay. It's not this. Not the episode for that. Well, it's like. That's you, the after party. Yeah. You, why would you want to invoke more fear? But also mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like I'm never gonna compromise like what I believe in right. for some for the sake of somebody's fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's nowhere in the Bible that God's just telling you like, if you wear a mask. You're not a Christian. You know what I mean? Because there's nowhere he's saying that. So it's like, I'm going to freaking, I'm just going to wear a mask well, to make the other person feel Okay, I'll give my baby side. Yeah, let's just give my baby side. I won't go too, I won't go too heavy. I'll keep it easy. But, um, <clears throat> so for example, at work, uh, I really haven't stopped working. I've been at my, I've been working throughout this whole thing. I took one week that I worked from home, but the rest of that I've been going into the office. Um, and no, like I don't wear masks. In, at work or whatever and i like i went to the um the doctor today and of course i wore a mask at the doctor i went to cvs i wore a mask there because i'm like there's old people like they're getting or there's people that are actually sick getting stuff there so i'll wear one there um but what i don't see as productive is me wearing a mask because someone told me to and i think all that does is create more fear in my opinion of like I think I've had more conversations on why aren't you wearing one? And I can say like, and this is just my side of the thing where I'm not going to get too far into this, but it's, there's a lot of lying happening in the media and there's a lot of just like inaccuracies all over the place on both ends. I'm not picking, this is not political. This is just inaccuracies in reporting. So, and then I can say like, and you know, I don't have fear. I'm, I'm living in complete peace right now and I'm fine. You could be too, you know, mm-hmm. um, again, there's wisdom. I'm not saying if you go home and you have, you live with maybe your grandparents or you have older parents. Yeah. Be, mm-hmm. be cautious, be, you know, be extra cautious. Someone who's, you know, a compromised immune system. Yeah. Right. Be cautious. And then the argument would be, well, those people could be at the store. Those people could be here. So why, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, I could go on for hours about this, but I, I just think that people seeing a, a world full of people with masks, over you know a less than one percent death rate is just creating more fear in my opinion whereas i see people without masks and i think okay they're not afraid of this i maybe i don't have to be afraid of this i think it's both ways you're gonna have the people that are gonna hate me right now and you're gonna have the people that are like oh yeah i see that Mm -hmm. that's okay i think at the end of the day don't be somewhere in the middle be somewhere in the middle don't be the person that you know sneezes and eyes and stands I guess haphazardly on God's got me on this. He does. God does have you. There's peace in that. Yeah, and he hands. will protect you, but <laughs> definitely wash your just, hands. Please wash your hands. Just just be just be somewhat smart. So like for me and my job, um I I throw a mask on because I interact with um sometimes people who are very dirty or people who don't take care of themselves. Or there are also people who I interact with that not to me personally, but as with people like my coworkers. Um, who have been like, yeah, 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 you know, talking about whatever they need help with or their stuff. And they, by the way, um, I was just at my cousin's house and he has coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because humans, we make silly little mistakes and we don't do the smartest of things. And, you know, I could be, 
I don't want to get jaded, but sometimes I'm like, dude, that's just typical. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe people like do that. People you come into contact yeah, with do and, that. And, yeah. And there's lots of people. So when I interact with people, I'll hop out of my car or whatever. And sometimes me and my, my partner will talk to people and he'll, I'll see him with his mask on and be like, I'll, I'll throw it on. And I, I, you know, I, our work gives us n 95. So I'll throw that on. Not that it makes it any better, but I always do it. And I think other people too, when they see it, um, when I talk to them, they feel a little bit better than I have a mask on. Sometimes I just take it off because it, it bugs me quite honestly and, and people can't hear me because it muffles me. But dude, you want to know something funny and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But have you guys seen just like how hard it is to understand somebody when you can't see what their lips are like mouthing? Dude, you have no idea how much you lip read. It's insane, right? It's it like the crazy. craziest thing. Like Jerry could be talking to me right here with the mask on. I have no idea what he's saying at all. <laughs> Some lady on the news was wearing one while she was talking, and <laughs> it was pointless. It was wild, dude. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if. I mean, in face to face interactions, you have bad yeah. ears, dude. Maybe in face to face interactions, ears. but it's like I don't know. I feel like so much of what we do is auditory. Like how, like I, for work, I always have a radio in my ear. I have my car stereo going, and then you know, like I'm probably talking to myself because I'm a little weird like that. I have my window rolling, so I have so much audio stimulus i feel like i'm just kind of used to like hearing things and audio not stimulus yeah it's Does stimulus. that mean of our band or what stimuli mine would be like what's tra- up what's up it's audio stimulus <laughs> mine would be like this trash is can kids. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what's up guys the trash can kids <laughs> anyway yeah let's, let's rope us back in bill rope us in. i'm here me, i think me and jake will I go think, two off i think one thing to think about uh, as we talk about this, like, you know what, stand firm in what God says and mm-hmm. in his peace, because that's what he gives. He doesn't give like fear or anxiety. That's not who God is. You know, he brings peace. And with that, though, like, where do you start? You know, because it's easy. And I think as Christians, a lot of times we could just be like, oh, man, just pray to God and just like read like when you can and like you'll be good, you know. But it's I in my head, I don't think it's like that simple because it's like you need to put your heart into things you need to like step forward into what god's saying and i know a lot of times when people come to me with issues or fears or things i've answered it with like oh just pray to god and they don't even really know what that means you know so it's like during this time when people are maybe in their own heads it's like where where do you start you said that very passively like oh just pray to god prayer is probably the most underrated and uh what's the word um I don't know, not misused, but like people, we underestimate the power of prayer in here in America because most of the time we have what we need. When you say pray to God, that's a big deal. That's being in uh, communication with the creator, the mm-hmm. person that created you. You have access to him because the veil was torn, right? So you have access to that. That's not, that's no small thing. And I think that if people actually devoted time, and so here's the thing, it's like, it goes back to believing it. So if I, someone comes to you and they're like, what do I been going through this? And you know, what do I do? And you say, pray. Okay. Literally just do that. Like, please just pray. Cause nine out of 10 times when I talk to somebody, what I want is I want you to solve my problems. I want you to give me the guidance. I want you to give me the answers I need. Mm-hmm. But when you tell me to pray, well, I'm nine out of 10 times. I'm not going to go home and pray about it. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for after this conversation to go home and say, I had a great conversation with, you know, with Dylan mm-hmm. pray. Pray with each other. And this is part of the reason why I think it's important that we are together as a church. It's because we need to pray for each other. We mm-hmm. need to be able to um, bring back the power of prayer. And that's just my opinion. But No, I think I, I think what I'm trying to get at more is people who 
they're new to the Bible. They're new to who Jesus is. Maybe they're not there yet. And you're just like, oh, just pray. And I, I found that a lot of, I've said that, but that's it. And then people will leave and they're like, I don't know. I don't even really know what that means. Or we come back and talk and mm-hmm. like, I try to pray to God, but I don't really know like what that means or what to do or what verses to read or anything. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what are some right. practical ways? And it might just be my brain that thinks like that. Like I need a step-by-step, like if I'm going to get into something new, like show me how to do it and I'm going to do it. You know, I'm I'm not going to really jump in. It's like, show me how to do it. And I'll definitely do that. I would say prayer. So Prayer doesn't, it's not hard. And people, we make it to be hard. Prayer is literally saying, hey, God, let me talk to you. It's just talking. Talk Mm -hmm. to God like he's your best friend, whoever your best friend is. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's like my prayer could be like, hey, you know what, God, I'm really stressed out today. I don't really feel well. And you know what, my, 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 you know, supervisor at work, he didn't like one of my reports and he, and he kicked it back and it made me real, you know, really PO'd at him. It made me really (laughs) upset. So so talk, you turn blue. Yeah, and you you just you just talk to God. I think that's what it is. Um, I would say, kind of my background growing up in a Christian household, going to you know Sunday school stuff like that, and then even you know as far as being in a private Christian school, um, one thing I learned is there are many of those fun acronyms to teach you how to pray. So. Um, one of them is a little, I don't know, this may be more complicated. I'll start with a simple one. It's joy. And that's even a simple way to live. Jesus, others, yourself. Start off, talk to God. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much thankful you are for anything. Focus on him. He's a creator of the universe. It's the least you could do. Whether that's through worship or actually just talking, do that. Others, pray for your mom and dad. Pray for our country. Pray for um, your friends and your girlfriends and boyfriends, whatever. And then lastly, Talk about yourself. Talk about you a little bit. Don't let this be one-sided. Prayer is not all about you. Mm-hmm. It's a back and forth conversation. Mm-hmm. Or another one I really like is uh, is the acronym of ACTS. Mm-hmm. It's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Adoration, adore God. He is the creator of the universe. He, he gives us the air in our lungs, the food under our table. <laughs> he is bigger than we can imagine, and he mm-hmm. does so much more than we give him credit for. Confess. Confess your sins, not only to Jesus and God, but... To one another confess mm. hey i really messed up i you know didn't like the way that my mom made my mac and cheese and i said a bunch of bad words that's mm. silly but it's a confession mm. thank god thank him for everything he's done and then the very last thing you do the very last thing is when you start asking for stuff because mm. like i said it's we're self-centered we make everything about us the very last thing should be supplication hey god let me present all those other things to you and the very last thing come humble come lowly father i'm struggling with x can you please help me with this mm-hmm. and then end it with that you you've given jesus a, a, a foot-long sandwich from subway you give him that you gave him a solid meal because mm-hmm. that is great that's mm-hmm. a foundation we'll put all that in the show notes too for those who want to see that it's hmm. a great well that's a that was such a great example that was beautiful thank you it's simple you know and it yeah. makes it like for people it's like oh i can take that and i could do something with that it's an easy way to break something down that's maybe intangible that mm-hmm. they don't get it's like this word of prayer mm-hmm. and then after the you mass you know master the basics then just be like hey god it's your boy let me let me holler at you real quick because that's what i do <laughs> it's your boy i don't i come to you know i come to god unplugged and unfiltered and maybe that's a little bit too radical for people but mm-hmm. i jesus Cast heard all your cares on he's him, heard bro. every 
thing coming out of my mouth, good and bad, and lots mm-hmm. of ugly, if you know me. So mm-hmm. that's how I come to Jesus. And There's I don't some think people he thinks right now are listening like, what? He says what in his prayers? What does he talk about to God? What? No, That's I, weird. I, I think that Acts one specifically and the mm-hmm. other one too is just so important because in this time, say we are dealing with fear or whatever it may be, um, it that whole beginning of the Acts one just like takes all the thoughts away from that fear, you know? Right. And it gives it to like who God is, mm-hmm. you know? And confessing, it's like, and bringing it back to you, like mm-hmm. what can I do? You know, and it doesn't make it so much so about fear, 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 you know, and sometimes we just overload our brain with stuff like that. And it's so important. And I think in just the original question that I asked, it's like, how do we move forward? Do drawing closer to God and making things about him rather than us. Right. In everything. Because you do that. God's going to lead the way. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you the food on food on your table you know he's mm-hmm. going to provide no matter what and that is such a simple way to just move forward um and put things in perspective that hey god's bigger than everything i got going on right now or whatever i'm afraid of and once you start to measure that and look at how god how big god is i think our fears and things kind of start to diminish mm-hmm. so i like that i agree mm-hmm. well said wow thanks yeah. dude that was beautiful. Pat in the back from Jake. Yeah, dude. Having a great day. Having a great time. It won't happen again. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so, and we'll, we'll, this will be like the last topic right here kind mm-hmm. of thing, but we'll see. Um, but Jake talked about rest on Sunday and achieving that rest and what it brings. And, and a big part of that was just um, becoming more like a child in your trust towards God to achieve that rest. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so what does that mean? Let's like, like let's talk about that a little bit more because there's, um, it kind of goes with what we we're talking about earlier. Cause some people will take this and be like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and God's going to bless me, you know, cause I'm a kid and that's mm-hmm. how I'm going to act. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that at all. It's like, if God paves a way for you, you still got to walk on it. You know, he's going to pave the way for sure, but you still got to, Pick yourself up and go. You got to put in that work. So let's talk about that. Has like, how do we balance and become more childlike in trusting God and trusting his provision, but not going too far to where we're not doing a thing? Yes. Um, I love the way that Jesus says this. Uh, in verse, uh, sorry, Matthew 6, verse 25, he said, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and more than your uh, or and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable than they are? Mm-hmm. The thing about birds is that they're up bright and early getting their worm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's true. But what God does is he puts the worm there. So uh, I think it would be silly to think you can sit on your couch and uh, just do absolutely nothing and say, God, Fix it all, make it happen. Although who knows, maybe he will do that. And I don't see why he wouldn't or why he couldn't. But he's more saying, be responsible, um, do your part, but don't step into my part. And I think that's the biggest thing is we have roles that we play here. God plays the role. He knows um, for the bird, he knows where he's putting that worm and he's going to guide that bird to the worm, right? Yeah. And that's how he gives the bird what he needs. And he says that aren't you and me far more valuable than that bird? 
Yes. So what he's saying is, I will give you what you need. I will put in front of you what you need. Uh, I would be curious to see how many stories we have for people that have lost jobs during this time. And I'd be curious to see how many bills haven't been paid. Because I have a strong feeling that somehow, some way, people are getting through. Right? Because God knows our needs and he will supply mm-hmm. our needs. I've seen it time and time again. There was a time where Rain and I, my wife, both lost our job at the same time. We never skipped a beat. We didn't even touch our savings. Somehow, some way, we never had to touch our savings. That's only because God made that happen. That's, there's no other explanation for that. And so uh, I think the best way to say it is understanding your part and understanding God's part. You mm-hmm. know? That part. That part. No, I agree. Because God's a... Uh, you and I think that we can control things, and it doesn't work. It never works. And mm-hmm. anybody that's tried hard enough or long enough to understand, that doesn't work. And it actually probably puts your, uh, what should I say, your progress in rewind usually is what happens. Um, so, yeah, understanding that God is going to give you what you need. And maybe, you know, maybe not necessarily all the things you want, right? Mm-hmm. Stop praying for your sea-doo. You know what I mean? Or like your jet ski. <laughs> I'm it's like, stop. stop. <laughs> hey, you know what? Pray for it. But it's the desire of my heart is to have a jet ski. No, it's not. Hey, like, speak your truth. Manifest. <laughs> like, manifest into the world. There comes a point for all of us where we have to grow up just a little bit and understand that God's not talking about your uh, your awesome jet ski, that he's talking about things that actually matter in your life. Um, so I would say direct your prayers for the things that matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then stop being upset when I've been praying for a jet ski and it's not here. God's not real. It's like, okay. That's true. You, you know what? I didn't pray for Yeezys, but God gave me Yeezys. That's what's up. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, sure, pal. <laughs> okay. All jokes aside, though, it, it's, I, I completely get it. We do need to trust God. I think I kind of speak from a perspective of the exact opposite where, it, it, it that's really hard for me and and i'm not one of those people who are gonna be like well jesus i'm just gonna you know it's gonna wait for what you need but first thing is you tell jesus what you need it says so um you know you know tell god you know instead of worrying tell god about everything tell him what you need and he'll he will grant you the peace that surpasses all understanding and he'll guard your hearts and minds and you know all that good stuff first get from that place just start talking to god hey i need this i can't afford rent next month i need you to help me with that jesus but then put in the work a little bit. And it's not like you don't have to go, you know, to your local soup kitchen. Um, you can. That's great. Helping other people is other always awesome. But just put in the simple work. First, start off by telling God what you need. Then that peace will come in because you're like, oh, wait, this is not my burden to bear. And I think that's where I always struggle, where I'm like, all of the burden is for me to bear. I have to bear the burden for everybody. And it's tough no matter how strong you are. It's always going to be really hard. Well, I'll, yes, you're absolutely right. And so then it goes back to what the story we're talking about. So we're talking about the Israelites leaving uh, Egypt now. So I'm, gonna, I'm going there. And you think about this whole thing. God had a, a whole land prepared for them, prepared for them, ready to go. Everything you need is there. Just listen to him and you would have been Just, <laughs> it's all right there. I can see it. And... Also, you should be good to note that Jesus says today that uh, he's prepared a place for us, you and me. So um, so it's not just for them. It's for us as well. But he's saying, I have a place for you, and it's right here. So all you need to do is uh, follow this guy and do what he says, and you'll get there. Well, what happens? They don't want to do what he says. They want to do things their way. They want 
complaining we need these idols we need this we need we gave them mana they're all happy and then after a little bit we hate mana we don't want yeah right because i think they're upset with god they're upset with the leadership because they weren't getting what they want and if they could only step back just far enough to see that god had a place prepared for them just over the mountain over here i'd like to believe that their attitudes would change and their prayers would be uh, directed differently but the problem is is what we talked about the unknown we can't see into the land ourselves, so it's hard for us to fathom a land or a um a rest or a land or whatever that we can't see ourselves. but what you need to understand and that is the promise that jesus has made for you and for me is that he's prepared a place for us that um he wouldn't have told us that if he didn't do that and so he did so now just follow just go just follow work hard mm-hmm. bible says to work hard everything you put your hand to do it as if you're doing to the lord so we know we need to work hard. We need to be diligent. We need to love each other. And God will slowly but surely, or maybe very fast, who knows, will bring us to the place that he promised for us, right? And that might might even be in death. And I hate, I know that sounds all dark, but death is a win for the believer. We should, there's no need to fear death. We can grieve people that we've lost, but you should not fear death. Um, death is great to go be with the creator. And so I say that all of that to say that if that's the case, what else are you trying to control or fear? But you know what I mean? Even like you said, even if they could see, well, they did see. They sent, they sent spies. Yeah, yeah, good point. So even when we can see, even when we can see, <laughs> if there's a slight minor inconvenience to us, we're still not going to give it to God. Isn't that, isn't that so funny though? It's like, well, you know what? Yeah, you have something there, but there's that, there's that thing going on. And I'm not, you know, talking about it to God, those minor inconveniences, you know, or the people were giants who inhabited the land and even though god was like these are all the things I'll, I'll take care of that i got your back but they literally like well we don't know let's send these spies and they all came back and there's just one that's like no, no no we're good we're good we can handle them everyone else is like we're not going to be able to do it like it's just too tough for us but it, and that's where you have to we have to be able to give that one extra bit to god because god shows us parts of the plan piece by piece and if I, I guarantee it, when if you were to see something over here that you're not meant to see, you're gonna go off the rails. You're not gonna continue to follow through the plane. You're not gonna you're not gonna go through God's path. You're gonna try to figure out another way to get there because the way of get, yeah, the end goal is the same. God gives us. We might have the same end goals, God, but how we get there, it looks very different. And I think that's a big thing. How we get there. Yeah, I think what it boils down to is. If you're listening and you have no idea what any of this means, uh, what you need to know is love everybody around you, work very hard at what you're doing, mm-hmm. and believe that God's going to come through. Um, have patience, and it will happen. And if you maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you're thinking, dude, God, what's going on here? Well, just know that you're in good company because the Israelites that got to see the promised land still complained. So uh, human is human, and that's okay, but that's why humans are humans and God is God. And so my encouragement would be to turn your attention to God and offer yourself for a while. That would be it. Amen. No, that's a great way to close. So if you're living in fear, um, I would encourage you, just like Jared was talking about, sometimes we see into whatever it is that we want and we're still afraid. It's It's just a human thing. So I would encourage you, just dig deep into your Bible contact us if you feel like you have nobody to talk to uh you could contact avchurch on any social platform avchurch.com whatever it is and 
uh, reach out to us there and pray. And I would encourage you, we'll put the link or we'll put those in the show notes. Jared gave an excellent example of how to pray. And at the end of that, I would encourage you to say to, to, say to God, God, please help me mean this prayer. Because sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for it to really sink down into our heart. But um, thank you for listening, Jared. Jake, you guys are awesome. And uh, until next time, huh? Yes. Cool. Yo. Peace.